Gentleman Ultra podcast, and it's the Fancy Football podcast again, which we said we would be running in conjunction with our main podcast. I am very happy today to say that I'm talking to Emmett Gates uh, about this because you had a pretty rubbish week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fairness, in fairness, I still have four players or three no. players left to play tonight. So no, exactly, exactly. I think it was. Hey, look, you know what? It was it was a fun week. I think that this fancy... I don't know about you, but I thought the fancy football just gave it a little bit of extra. Um, massively impressed it. I mean, how many people have we got in this league now? What, about eight? It's eight pages of ten? Is it nearly 80 people? Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's not far off. We've eight pages. I don't know how many per page. No, there's that definitely... Is, I'm looking at it here. There's definitely more than ten per page. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see so many people, and we will definitely be. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the big, uh, big hitters um, soon as well, because obviously, you know, we're not just going to talk about our teams, which we will certainly be talking about, but also uh, we'll talk about some of the play people who've uh, entered the league who joined up with a gentleman trip, but also people who've just joined. And uh, there's some big scores here. There are some oh, big scores. Some people are very well. I thought looking at the list, I was like, "Oh, Rich has had a good weekend." And mm. then, as go down the list, go through the pages. The scores are just people rack, have racked up on the opening weekend. It's, it's ridiculous. It's incredible. I mean, let, let's start with Luca, because Luca obviously started. <laughs> Luca me, started. me and Luca's fighting for relegation at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Luca. I said to the, on the opening podcast, I was like, "Listen, we're, we're acting like experts. Like, yeah, you should get this player, get this player in, get this player in." And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's still got a chance with Theo Hernandez tonight. Um, but, yeah, some of the players that he was going for didn't quite work out. It's not a, a 100% worked. I mean, Ruben Patricio, I think, did all right for him. Four points. Barella, that was that was one of mine. I think Ossiman. Oh, Luca, what have you done there? It's not quite worked, has it? Yeah, I had Ossiman in too, thinking, you know, this will be a season. Obviously, he's Napoli's main striker and na-na-na. And then... Was watching the Roma Fiorentina game yesterday evening, and it came up on BT Sports in that he got sent off. I'm like, oh, and it literally didn't register me till five minutes later, thinking <laughs> he's in my team. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, I mean, some of the weekend's game. Just let's just go over a couple of the. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll dissect Lucas' team a little bit more in a minute, but um, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you impressed with Inter? Uh, you see, it's a tough one because they played very well yeah. and they actually did play some nice fluid football and you couldn't ask for a better start. But Genoa were there. Like, it's one of those where you don't know if this is the real strength of Inter or how, they will, how good they will be under Simone and Zaghi or is it that Genoa were just that bad that they made Inter look so much better than they are or is it 50-50? At this point, mm. I want to give Inter and Menzaghi some credit and say it's probably 50-50. If they play like this against, I don't know, like a Lazio or an Apple, then yeah, you definitely say they're in contention to win the Scudetto. But it's just Genoa, just, oh, Genoa were just feeble. I know that I'm a bit of a, because maybe the English thing, but I'm a big Genoa, um, well, I, I always like Genoa to do well, but... I'm very. Worried. I know I'm one of a few people with that one, but um, yeah, they were they were absolutely dire. I mean, Inter looked good, but it, they were poor. I'd say when you look over all the games, and it's fortunate to watch most of them um, on one screen or another. 
Would you say the stand-up performance this week was Roma against Fiorentina? Uh, yes and no. I mean, Roma started brightly and then there was a certain point where Fiorentina, once it kind of went down to 10, 10 v 10, Fiorentina were actually better. I think for a period of time, obviously they get the equaliser through Milinkovic. And at that point, mm. if, if I if I had been a betting man at that point, I probably would have said Fiorentina would go on and win. Because Roma seemingly had no answer. You know, they were pushing the fullbacks high up on either side, pinning Roma back. But obviously, you know, they get the, Roma get the second um, from Veratu. Um It was actually really, I was really impressed with Tommy Abraham. Really thought, I was just about to ask you that. I was going to say, would he make you think about putting him into your fantasy team for next week? I, I definitely would. Um, because obviously Roma have paid €40 million Euros for him. Mourinho isn't going to leave him on the bench. He's going to start more often than that. And that's that's one of the keys to fantasy football, is having players that are going to start week in, mm. week out. You know, There might be players that you like in real life, but you kind of have to think, who is going to get me points? And Tabby Abraham is going to be a big threat, I think. And he's going to play every single week. Roma yeah. haven't had a striker that can run yeah. behind defences in a long time. Like, you're maybe going back, what, 20 years, maybe? Bada student, maybe, the last time? Montella, maybe? Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he, he will rack up a lot of points, I think, this season. So, suits Mourinho's system as well, doesn't it? Seems to sort of, you know, the fact that they can defend as well as they can and then them break with that pace and he, he offers them such an outlet so yeah maybe maybe Tammy Abraham is certainly one that could definitely be one for, for next week and yeah, I was impressed with I was impressed with Roman yeah Mkhitaryan I think will be a good shout for, yeah. for people to put in their team going forward because he's one of the best in Serie A at breaking into the box, you know, making late mm. runs, picking up knockdowns, you know, from obviously last season from Ed and Jacko. Mkhitaryan, I think, will, he, he could end up in double figures again this season for goals. So it's definitely worth a punt, I think. But yeah, the Roma Fiorentina game itself, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really, really good game. Although the, the pitch at the Stadio Olimpico was awful. I don't know, did they have well, a concert on it recently or something? It looked absolutely awful. It looked like it was too long. And the player, like, there was one point Tommy Abraham had the ball and it looked like it was like stuck underneath his feet because yeah. he just, no. <laughs> just it was like the the grass was like killing the momentum of the ball it just it looked awful no it was it, the pitch I don't know what happened with that I mean, I'm sure one of our listeners can probably let us know and please you know messages on Twitter or whatever to let us know because I, it did look like it was long it's Felt like an old San Siro pitch. Um, but <laughs> in like mid, late May or, or yeah. June. <laughs> go on then. So look, I'm gonna defend Chesney. Because I know we're just we're just whizzing around <laughs> some we're gonna whiz around some scores and we're gonna talk about some teams. So we're not going on. But look, I think Chesney is an elite goalkeeper. I'm gonna stick with it. I think I messaged you at the time on, on Twitter. He's a quality goalkeeper. He had a bad day. Uh otherwise Juventus win that game. I would feel no Worries about Max Allegri's setup, Max Allegri's team. One thing Juventus don't have to stress there. Am I wrong? The thing with Chesney is there's more errors creeping in. You know, for me, obviously someone can have a bad game, except for Gigi. Gigi never has a bad game ever. But Ooh. not everyone is Gigi. Um, like I, so, anyone can have a bad game. Chesney had a bad game, but 
if you go back to the tail end of last season, there are more errors creeping into his game. Like, this was not a one-off, in my opinion. He His form has declined, maybe, since maybe the turn of this year. You know, the back end of last season and obviously the game yesterday. So it's not a... It's not just one incident or two, you know, two mistakes in this case. He is steadily declining in his form, but maybe he is just going through a bad spell. But I think... You know, it's ironic now. Juve rejected the chance to sign Donnarumma because they had faith in Chesney. For me, that was a bad mistake. Absolutely a terrible mistake. They, Chesney, I had, with all due respect to him, I had drove him to the airport and <laughs> brought in Donnarumma. Even if you have to deal with Raiola, so be it. Donnarumma won player of the tournament at Euro 2020. Juve have to sign him. I... I I, me and you, for our listeners, me and Richard went back and forth on this. Obviously, Richard is a goalkeeper in a past life, so he is always with the goalkeepers' <laughs> union when it comes to yeah. defending goalkeepers. Me and R- Richard thinks he's still an elite level. I say <laughs> he is probably still a very good goalkeeper, but he's not a goalkeeper that should be starting for Juventus. It's my opinion. The, 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 I can't remember the goalkeeping coach at Roma that brought him through. I don't think it was still Francesco Tancredi at the time. So uh, I think he only stayed at Roma until 2012. I can't remember now. But uh, the goalkeeping coaches at Roma really, really brought him on. I thought he, they really brought Chesney on to a different level where he was competent. Uh, I think his professionalism, his attitude, his ability is top level. And the, the one thing, when he used to be at Arsenal, he was very, he had a lot of, a, a bit of a rush of blood. Uh, and I do understand what you're saying. That I think it's not the rush of blood that's in his game now. I actually think he may be a tad complacent. Yeah. I think he feels like he's made it. And I just, I do agree with you a little bit that he's slipping. But I do think he's um, good enough and professional enough to bring it back. And ability-wise, I'm... I really do think he's superb. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I know, like I said, I know I'm a bit goalkeeper's union with it, but, you know, for me, I wouldn't think twice about... I mean, I've got Handanovic in golf for my fantasy team, for instance, but I wouldn't think twice about having Chesney. I actually think Chesney's a better goalkeeper than Handanovic, personally. But, I mean, like, taking into consideration, did you see the, his mistakes from yesterday? Yeah, I've seen all of it, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Handanovic make a mistake like that second goal. Like, what was he doing? But this is... I know, obviously, goalkeepers now, all goalkeepers are expected to play the ball out from the back with their feet. You know, we're seeing that across the board. But there comes a certain point where you just have to put your foot through the ball and kick it up the pitch. Like, what was Chesney trying to do? I honestly don't know. And in saying that, right, I, I, I will say this, right? Sorry to cut you off. For the first goal... He is a mistake, but also Matas Delict was also yeah. very much a mistake because he followed, I think it was Stefano Okaka, he followed the man and left a space in behind, which allowed the shot to go off. And obviously Chesney doesn't really deal with it that well and then concedes a penalty. But Matas Delict was as much as fault as Chesney for the first goal that I will give him. I agree with that. I, like I said, I think he's... Uh, been complacent, but I, I would I would guess that with Chesney's mindset, I think he I think you'll still see the best out of him this season. I still, I still do. Well, I think so, Juve is gonna they're gonna stick with him for this season anyway. So I mean, I may as well get used to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say okay. So I'm gonna go through some teams. 
I'm going to show off because you know what? Out of me, you and Luke, you yeah, had a, you, I, you you get more than me and Luca combined. I think. Yeah, was, you know, it is what it is. But <laughs> but no, I mean, look, I mean, Handanovic came through for me. Um, I mean, like you say, Inter weren't really tested in that in that in that respect. But um, uh, still, you know. It, he did. He did quite well. I was quite pleased with that. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to look at what changes I'm going to make for next week because the players that I thought let me down a little bit. I don't know really. It's it's, it's tough because I still got Giroud to play. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be making wholesale changes. Uh, I, I wouldn't have said so. I mean, I've got to admit the one thing I would say about this platform is I really wish it would just actually start putting us in order. Yeah, where everyone is because it's a bit a bit frustrating. But I mean, I actually took a little leaf out of your book, Emmett, and I went from Milinkovic Savage up some messing around. Uh, that worked out for me. Him and Immobile, spot on. If Giroud can do something for me tonight, that'd be good. I've got a question for you about my team. I put Bernadeschi in there because I saw Gazetta were going to start him. Am I getting rid of him for next week? Mm. Is he going to play? No. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think he was put in there because he is willing to play pretty much wherever. But I think that his his want to be versatile has actually had an inverse effect on his yeah. career. Like he's stagnated terribly since he's gone to Juve. He's been playing as a winger, a left winger, a right winger, attacking midfielder, a Mazzella. I think he's played everywhere across the midfield except for the Regista role. Mm. Um, mm. And it's kind of got to the point now where he's he's not a master of all trades and he's not a specialist in anything either. So you kind of wonder what his future holds. But I think with Lacatelli, obviously Lacatelli just signed. He's a bit behind in match fitness. He will definitely start Juve's next game. I think it's Empoli. Um, yeah. He will be in there Probably Weston McKinney and maybe Benton Core and Bernadeschi won't be. Yeah, I would take him out. Yeah, I don't but I think it makes sense to do so. How many how many chopping and changing can we do in a week? Or um, from what I know, it's very similar to the English one. I think it's one or two. Um, I mean, this is a new platform for for all of us, really, because I've never used it before. I yeah, me neither. So. I think we are learning as we go, and so hopefully, I think we've got some very savvy people in this league already. You know, know much more than we do, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, but I mean, for me, if I'm looking at my team now, I'm, I'm getting the Bernadeschi definitely going to go. Uh, I also want to apologise if anyone listened to me for Caldara for Nap uh, for Venezia. <laughs> uh, that was absolutely a choice of love and nothing else. And I'm going to apologise if anyone put me in a team. And um, let's get to your team because there's not much more to talk about mine. I had a decent week. Now, what went wrong with yours? <laughs> uh, well, I had Domenico Berardi in for a start. And <laughs> what happened with Berardi? Was he injured? I have to admit, well, I haven't kept up with my Sassuolo news the last few days. Wasn't there quite a lot of talk about him being transferred? But I don't know actually let's have a little look while we're on here because we don't fake things here we don't pretend to know everything um we will find out as we go um apparently he has to leave Sassuolo which we knew but um from from all I can remember from last week that he has to leave Sassuolo but no one offered anything yeah, for no him <laughs> um, so maybe that maybe that was why similar to Nandez at Calgary because I took him out late on 
because it's almost not a strike, but you know, it's that sort of situation where it's not looking good. So, yeah. So I had him in my team, and obviously he didn't kick a ball. Aussie men we've talked about getting sent off was minus points. Vlahovic didn't score. I've got tonight. Do you keep him in? Who? Do you keep Vlahovic in? Yeah, because I was I was wait, I was waiting for an f- official word for him to leave Fiorentina, and then obviously yeah. Rocco Camiso coming out and saying that he's going to stay. So it's like, oh, I'll just keep faith in him. And then when he, he had a really he had a glorious chance last night to score. Mm. Yeah, sir. And again, because I haven't played fancy football in so long, I'm just used to watching matches just to watch them. And so I was watching this, and again, it was a bit like uh, when I got when I found out that Ossiman got sent off with Vlahovic. I was like, oh, he's in my team. Like it was like a two <laughs> two minute delay in my head, going, he could have got me more points. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Quadrado for you. Uh, yeah. When you first said it, I thought, oh, I like that. I thought maybe that's going to replace my Benedeschi if you think he's going to play every week. Yeah, he will. He I will. think Absolutely he will. will. Yep, he will. He'll be oh, right back choice. or right midfield. I put him in knowing that he will definitely play. And then he scored. Um, but, but I had Kies as my captain. A bit oh. like Luca. And he, didn't, <laughs> he got like 20 minutes or 10 minutes or something. But in fairness to me, I still have uh, Damsgaard to play tonight. Tomori, Calabria, and uh, Mike Mannion, Milan's new yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. I they all yeah. to play tonight. No, you've still got a lot to do. You still, you still can finish strong. Um, well, no doubt I'll probably maybe get an extra like five points <laughs> out of those four. <laughs> as long as Milan keep uh, a you know clean what? sheet, I'll be happy. Yeah, Milan clean sheet and Giroud a couple of goals, and I'll be happy because that'll help me as well. Uh, look, we've got we can't we said we talk about people who absolutely nail it. Uh, I hope I say this right. Massey Usk Us USMK Usk. How do I? Come on, then. We speak two languages. How do you pronounce that? USMK Usk. Sorry, Massey. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. This is not one of our languages. Apologies. Nah, Massey Usk. That sounds. I hope I've got that right. If not, I'm very sorry, Massey. You nailed it, mate. I mean. He's still got two players to play in Zappa and João Pedro, who of course play. Calgary plays Spezia tonight, so João Pedro especially could get him some points there. But look at this. I, I'm, I'm taking credit for saying that Merritt was a good goalkeeper and was going to start this season under, uh, under Spalletti. I said that on the pod last time with Luca, but I mean, even then, Di Lorenzo, Gussens, he's got Milankovic, Savic, Barella, Mikatarian, and then his front line. I mean, okay, I said Muriel wasn't worth 10 million. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> nine points. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> yeah. I still don't think he is over the whole course of the season. Arnautovic. I nearly went to Arnautovic and then the man had Dzeko's captain. I mean, this boy's killed it. I mean, he's got 91 points and two players to play. He's going to break the 100 mark, I reckon. It's bad. He's leaving us all in the dust. But that's it. But that's the, the thing. The thing is about... You always get people who start well and then... The tail off, you know, injuries crop up or whatever, or shots fired, Massey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Like, what do you see? Come the end of the season, he'll like be on four thousand points, and I'll be on like two hundred. <laughs> that's a hell of that's a cracking effort. Yeah, I mean, the, what, what I like about that though is that like the players he's still got to go, a players from Calgary. It, it's not like a normal. I don't know. You know, it, it's almost like he's taking a rip. 
Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, I've already nailed you all. I just put some players from uh, Sardinia in just to, just to <laughs> knock you over the edge, just because I'm just looking down the list here. Let's have a let's have a little look. Well, I was going to say, have a, we'll have a shout out to Connor Marquant Vals, who's yeah. got 19 with his team Calcio with Pepe. <laughs> he's got 19, 19 points. Um, and he's got pretty much everyone, so, everyone has played. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, seriously. I can't Oh. So he's who's got, he got his team. Tell me his team. He's got uh, Montipo, Verona's goalkeeper, uh, Heisa, Bastoni, DeMarco at the back, Chiesa, Locatelli, Zaniolo, who got sent off last night, Joaquin Correa, Vlahovic, Raspadori, who did well, and Ossiman. So two of his players got sent off for the weekend. <laughs> Do you know what's really sad about that? That's a knowledgeable guy. <laughs> That's yeah. a knowledgeable guy. That the pick, those picks are good picks. Yeah. yeah, that's just that must be the most unlucky week ever because if you're picking people like Raspadori, Osiman, you know you you you're not you're not just coming in and going, oh, I, I I'm going to pick up watching City uh, fancy football. I'm going to have a go and just put all the obvious players in. There's some quite cool players he's got in there. That's just unfortunate that he's got the mix wrong. Yeah, too. I reckon he'll do. I think he'll do all right over the season. I think so. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely looking at his team. He's picked starters. You know, Chiesa, Lacatelli. As the season progresses, they're gonna. You know, Allegri wants to build his new Juve team around. Yeah, those two players plus others. So them two will definitely get games. He's unlucky because he's had two men sent off the, <laughs> on the one evening. Like it wasn't even over the weekend. It was Sunday night. Um and yeah, I mean he's got like DeMarco, Bastoni, Heisa. So yeah, um Connor, you've had a bad weekend. You're on nineteen points. <laughs> I think he's gonna I think Connor's gonna finish top half though, because I think he's, he knows what he's doing, but just just I tell you what, there's one for you. David Farini, friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show. Serie A commentator. Researcher. I mean, how much research does this man do for his job? 43 points, David. I said I'd mention you on the podcast. Uh, what have you done here? I'm looking. All your players have played, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Merritt, great choice. Koulibaly, great choice. Screening at 14 points. Good choice again. Players are liking this team. Barak, I nearly went for Barak, to be fair. Chiesa let us all down. Yeah. Boga's done well. Zaniola. Well, I don't get, and he's got seven points for him. He's gone Bonazzoli, right? Yeah. I, I was convinced he would go Simi. Yeah. Convinced he would go Simi, but no. But yeah, good choice. Good choice. Actually, do you know what? That's a good team. Yeah, it is a good team. Again, it just, you know, as these things go, it's all. Literally just about what happens over a weekend, you know. It's it's. I mean, we can be all experts and have all the knowledge in the world, but we don't know what the future's going, how games are going to unfold. Worth a shout out here to um, Magnus Holmstam. Apologies if I said your second name wrong, Marcus or Magnus. Sorry, um, but he got a world record thirteen points over the weekend. <laughs> nice. He, he had Chesney in goal. Last <laughs> part of the reason. Um, it's Simi, Simi up front. Um, Ronaldo, who got the goal, and then it was VAR disallowed it again. He had Chiesa, um, Aussie men. A lot of people have an Aussie men. 
it's I, not a bad, again, it's not a bad team. You can't you can't slate him because if you look and you look at like if Dumfries, Demiral, I've got Demiral, Gusen, Cherby, that's a good bat line. Chesney, who would have thought? Barella, we've talked about Ruiz, Chiesa, Ronaldo. Yeah, Osiman yeah. screwed a lot of people. Simi's a great choice. Yeah. I think I think for for, for a lot of people this weekend, Osiman and Chiesa not starting has screwed over a lot of people because any team that we've clicked on, them two are usually involved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just going to take a bit of a, a mention for Mr. Ross Howard here as well because I know he did <laughs> another friend of the that. show, another friend of the show, definitely. Again, Dybala's a good choice he's got in there. Castrovilli, I'm glad he... Well, I'm not glad he went for him, because I knew he went for him. But again, Ossiman screwed him over in minus four. Muriel, the one who I said wasn't worth it. Definitely <laughs> doing well. Did you see his goal against Torino? Yeah, I know. Classic Muriel. Just... Uh, <laughs> just... You don't... You, when he gets the... That, that's the beauty with Muriel. When he gets the ball, you don't know what's going to happen. He could either oh, lose it... On. Is it. Is it just a posh Babacar? He's <laughs> not even that good. I, don't like I I was gonna say he's like Rakoba. Like <laughs> oh, 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 How dare you? How dare you say no, that? No, but when he gets the ball, you literally don't know. He could score a screamer, or he could try to pass it five yards, and you know. No, lap. I know you mean. I do know you mean. Do you know? Okay. Do you know? Do you know what I'd actually referring to in some way is Roberto Soliano in his day because. He was another player. You didn't know if he was going to pass it five yards and just smack one in. But, no. Do you know what? I'm, and Luca mentioned a really good point, right? And I think that I'd be tempted to. And I know he probably, uh, he's still got a chance to do it tonight. I've not seen anyone going with uh, Quagliera uh, in the team. Funny funny you just mentioned his Quags. I've clicked on a team here by uh, Peter Gibbs. Who, who has he gone quags? Four points he's got over the weekend and he's got two players left to play. No, no no one's got four points. Yep, four points. He's got Qualiarella still left to play and Diaz in midfield. And he's in got, fairness, Qualiarella could get him like yeah, a few points. Yeah, he's got four points over the weekend. He's had a disastrous weekend, Peter, with all due respect. Um, he's got Ronaldo up front. Uh, Kalinic, Quags, Pellegrini in midfield. Diaz, yeah, Zaniolo obviously got a minus points. Uh, Strakasha in, in Nets. Mur, uh, Murisic for Lazio. Alexandro, Mancini. He's going for a 3-4-3, but it has he's not... He's trying to be hipster. Yeah, it has not paid dividends at this weekend. Anyway, he's on four points. He is definitely rock bottom in the league at this point. I... Whilst we've just been doing this, I've been looking through. Obviously, we've got the Gentleman Ultra League, but anyone who's in this is automatically qualified for the main uh, Fanta Live City Art League. And I can't see anyone so far, and I'm not going through all 735 pages, by the way, <laughs> uh, but I, so far I've gone through at least 10 pages, and I can't see anyone who's uh, got as many points as the top boy in our league with our 90 odd points. So. Fair play to that. That's that's quite impressive. Yeah. So obviously our boys know the stuff, but I don't know. I mean, okay. Uh, big changes for next week. What are you thinking? Any? I mean, for me personally, uh, like I said to you, Benedeski's going for me. Um, not sure who. Maybe Quadrado. Be a shout. Actually, yeah, I would. I would put Quadrado in because he will either he'll play right back or right midfield. He definitely will play. And Max loves him, doesn't he? Yeah, and especially because he's versatile and knew they can go 4-4-2 or 4-4-3-3 four, 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 three, three, 
and he'll be there. Mm. Or they could be three five two as a wing back, and he'll still be there. He will play, so I will put him in. Yeah, I'm hoping. Obviously, suspensions over Martinez back next week for me as well, which would be good. I mean, my forward line of Giroud, Mobley, and Martinez. I'm, 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 I'm hopeful for this. Yeah, that's but, yeah. Why, I mean, why was there Latro? Oh, Latro was suspended. You said suspended. Yeah, yeah suspended. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, any changes for you? Do you think any well any well, obvious uh, changes or I don't know how this Berardi situation is going to play out. You know, I might have to change him. Um, but I think I might just keep faith in the old team for a few more weeks yet, and then before I make any changes, might keep the faith in the lads, and hopefully they'll they'll uh, bounce back in week two. Yeah, but well, it's I'm, in that Aussie men's going to be suspended now, maybe for a game or two. Exactly. So that's worth a, that's worth a change. I'm really interested to see how Luca's wing back mentality works out for him at the moment because he's not done so well. So as Luca, as Luca went for the Conte, uh, embraced the, <laughs> the, the Conte wing backs. Yeah, he's basically buying buying about eleven wing backs uh, and hoping <laughs> it works. And so far, he's got him the multiple of three points. So yeah, we'll, 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 I'm sure he'll want to come back in here and, and criticize that. But yeah, it's, Boga's a good shot. I mean, Sassuolo. They're always going to score goals, aren't they? Just... Yeah. Well, I suppose people may wait to see how they... Because obviously, you know, Roberto Di Zerbi went to, uh, went to Shakhtar. If it had been a Di Zerbi side, then you would definitely know, right, this team is going to score goals <laughs> by the bucketful. Um, but I tell you what, Fiorentino will be a decent side this season. Like, I was impressed. Even with without Lavish. Yeah, I... I Vincenzo Italiano has definitely got them well drilled already at this point. And even that's something that Mourinho commented on mm. uh, in the aftermath of last night's game. He was impressed with them. So I think even without Flavage, I think Fiorentina would be okay this season. You know, they'll, they'll definitely do better than what they did last season, even without him. Do you, even, even without Flavage? Yeah. I, I, you see, I believe you completely. I would say definitely with Flavage in the squad, yes, without him. It depends. It depends who they replace him with. Uh, for me, you know, they like bite. they're going to like bite without him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously it would depend on the replacement, but if they get 60, 70 million for him, well, in saying that, I think Fiorentina have rejected Atletico's bid. Yeah. Man City are focused on Harry Kane and they were the two sides that were in for him. So unless Man City can't engineer a move for Kane and well, they go back to Vlahovic, mm. yeah, so, but yeah, I definitely think, well, I mean, what if Fiorentina finished last season, like 12th, 13th? Even without Vlahovic, I definitely think they'll improve on that this season. No, they do look well drilled and they are a decent side. They're nice to watch as well. It's just, I just, I just don't think, I, uh, I don't know, when you say improve, it depends what improve means. I mean, for me, a couple yeah. of places in the table really more than anything. I can't see it being too much. Um, question for you. Um, is Belotti at eight million still one of the best possible buys on this fantasy football? Probably, although I wouldn't say. I mean, who's the top striker? Probably Ronaldo, isn't it? It's worth the most money. Oh God, yeah, he's uh, way overpriced. Yeah, um, Belotti at eight, maybe. But I think it. Are Torino really going to score a lot of goals? That's the issue. Well, this is it. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I wouldn't that myself, but then. Obviously, you know, he's supposed to be injured, then he comes up. But if you're looking at Ronaldo being worth 13.5... Oh, yeah. Like, 
Ronaldo, I think. I mean, Zapata's. Not going ahead, sorry. No, I was just saying, when me and Luca were talking about like the overrated players, not overrated, that's the wrong word, overpriced in a sense. You, know, you, you buy Ronaldo, you sacrifice so much of your team. Uh, Muriel, 10 million. I mean, João Pedro, 9.5. So does Belotti look good now? Yeah, in, in comparison to those names you just mentioned and the prices, yeah. I mean, the thing... The thing with Ronaldo is, I think yesterday is, you know, people are speculating a lot about Ronaldo starting from the bench against Udinese. But I think that it wasn't so much about, you know, Fabrizio Romano came out and said that he's looking basically not to hamper his chances of moving, leaving Juve before the end of the window as he doesn't want to get injured. So he's put himself on the bench. I think it was a tactical call from Allegri because Allegri wants to make Juve less... Ronaldo dependent, mm. so I think Ronaldo will if he st- if he stays, if we get to the end of the window and he's still a Juventus player, expect to see Ronaldo start less for Juve this year. Juve is going to move away from him, I feel. So having Ronaldo in your team for fantasy football makes no sense for me. Well, let me ask you this again because me and Luke talked about this in the last podcast. When we when we look at like. Um, when we talk about stuff, uh, fantasy football, and we talk about English fantasy football, in the past you had Rooney, you had Lampard, all those players, Gerard, that you'd buy, get those players in to cancel other players out. So if you had Ronaldo in this squad, you would be getting him in to cancel out everyone else who's got Ronaldo. Yeah. So, but I'm looking down all these teams we've just talked about. No one's... I can't wait till it to update, because here it says... We're going to get an update on this uh, Fantasy uh, Live Serie A, which is going to the best score, the best average score, top player, most purchased, most sold, most selected captain. Ronaldo is not in many people's teams. He's uh, out of the few that I have clicked on as we've been doing this podcast. There's only maybe two have had Ronaldo in. I think people are wise yeah. knowing that he costs a lot of money, and that takes away then from your midfield, from your defence, from whatever. So mm. Ronaldo is probably one of the last players you would actually put in your fantasy team. Yeah, because it's, de- it's detrimental to the rest of your squad. A bit like Ronaldo in real life, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, for instance, I know it sounds silly, but if Lukaku was still at, at uh, Inter, I believe that everyone would have a Lukaku. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you, but that would be that's when you're cancelling out everyone else. Then, so it would be just cancelling out, and it's pointless. What's great about this Serie A season? I don't think there's many players that. Actually, for, for, I, oh, forget the opening day. Federico uh, Chiesa is the only player I think is an absolute must. Yeah. I would also say Chiro Immobile, but that's just me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Other than that, I can't see anyone else. Especially if Joaquin Correa leaves. I mean, Immobile was already the main man, but if Correa leaves, then everything is going to go through Immobile, even more so than it already is. So he, and I mean, he'll, he'll score 400 penalties this year. Like he always does, so he's guaranteed your points. <laughs> That's it, he's guaranteed. I mean, does this, does the Serie A season really start on how Immobile scored a penalty? You know, Not he's really. already did it, like, so. Roll it up and away. Well, I mean, I think we've pretty much done this. So before we go, before we go, if I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to ask this, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to ask you your piece of advice for people next week. And like, even though they're going to laugh at us because we're absolutely rubbish at this, my 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 piece of advice for people next week would not that many people may have him, but is get rid of get rid of Benedeschi 
and put Quadrado in. That's what I'm going to do. That was Anything my that, that was what I was going to advise people. Put in Quadrado, <laughs> but you beat me to it. Uh, I don't know if I'm the man to be giving advice, given how bad my team's doing. You've still got players to play. Yeah, but I mean, three of them's two of them's a defender and one's a goalkeeper. How many points are they really going to? Are they really going to win you? Um, uh, I don't pick Ronaldo. That's probably my advice. <laughs> don't pick Ronaldo. <laughs> and if you're on the fence about it, definitely do not pick him. Just avoid, avoid, avoid. And does last question before we go. Is Quagliarella actually someone who we should be thinking about picking in our team this season? Or is it just the fact that he scores so many beautiful goals? Well, you know what? Everything is going to go through him again this season for Samp. So why not? What's he priced at? I will tell you right now. I mean, I, I feel like a team that's called Rekobar's left foot cannot not have Quagliarian because just of the sort of player he is, it seems wrong. He just, I mean, I am so tempted to go for him, but like we say, we'll have to check on the price. Because when you look at the price as well, you look, seven million is a million more than someone like Simi. Yeah. Same price, 5.5 million less than Giroud. Uh, I don't know if that's a little too much for me. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's Quags now? He's 38, 39. Uh, 102. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean... Yeah, but he still scores those goals. Look at the one in the Coppa d'Italia before yeah. pre-season. He's still got it. He's still getting it. But like you, know, you, said. you know what? If you get extra points for scoring beautiful goals, I would definitely put him in. Because he would, <laughs> he would maybe score eight goals or nine goals the whole season. But, like, if, if you get three points for every beautiful goal that he scored, yeah, you get, like, 6,000 points for the year. Because he only scores brilliant goals. He does. He does. Oh, that's, that's... oh, actually, <laughs> another piece of advice: put in Tommy Abraham to, yes, to the listeners. Yes, put him yes. in because he is going to be. I feel see with his pace, he is going to be a big asset for Roma, especially the way that Roma play. Oh, and um, one more thing before we go. Hold on, let's have a look how much Tommy is. He's eight million, five point five more than Giroud. That's actually worth it. That's worth yeah, it. Definitely. Absolutely. He's, I'll tell you one person. Wayne Gerrard's not in this, is he? In this league. Wayne's not. I haven't seen Wayne's name. Oh, so that's he, disappointing. He's disappointing. a friend of the show. He needs to get yeah. himself... He has to look... Look he at himself in the mirror. He needs to come from behind. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of work cut out for him, so he needs to get I, a move I, on. I, I'll give Wayne a call. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, we'll call it a day now. We're going to keep up with these uh, fancy football pods alongside our other podcasts, of course, as we always will do with the Gentleman Orchard. But hopefully, this is a bit different. Uh, you know, at least we, we're having a laugh with it because you can spend half an hour, an hour listening to our advice that in the end means nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> Emmett, thank you very much. Looking forward to the next one. Hopefully, we'll get Luca back on so we can rip his team to pieces. Um, yeah, and uh, until then, thank you, Emmett. And it's ciao for now. <laughs>